When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig. He's Logan. Uh, So let's look ahead to week one, Jacksonville. Next time we'll talk uh, again, Logan will be here next week. I will be out. Uh, but the next time we talk on this podcast will be basically Labor Day uh, heading into week one. And so we will have another game's worth of, of data. We'll have the final 53. Uh, we'll have injury updates. We'll have all that stuff then. But going into where we are now uh, in, in late August what's your biggest concern and then let's let's i've been i've done this to a couple of guests as well on the radio and i will participate as opposed to just asking the question for once um not only your biggest concern but let's go on a positive what's the thing that you're surest about going into the regular season let's start with the concerns we'll each go a concern and then and then we'll we'll end on a on a happy note biggest are we doing offense and defense biggest concern we can do we can do one of each yeah okay so let's start with I'll start with defense because I think this one's obvious. Um, is just I think everyone on the group in the group, defensive line, defensive secondary linebackers, every group has gotten better, right? And they even though the personnel is the same, like they're definitely executing better in practice, they're communicating better, even the pass rush is better. I just need to see it all kind of come together at the same time, right? Because the rush week one was excellent. The coverage, you know, leverages, communication was a little bit off. I thought the coverage against Kansas City, which we talked about with London, was very, very good. And then the rush was a little bit off, right? So can they both come together? Can it all gel? Can they all be on time? Because in training camp, they went through like a four-day stretch, like the second week where the rush and the coverage were dialed in and the offense couldn't do anything, right? And again, I think Jack's scheming up a little differently. I think he's doing some different stuff. Uh, in those practices to kind of, you know, get ready for the season as opposed to what he's showing in preseason games. But that's my biggest thing is how is that all, the play calling, the the rush and the coverage gelling together, going into week one and making this group, you know, I don't think they're going to be a top five defense again, but, you know, maybe at least plus 15. Like, and I think yeah. that, because if they are plus 15 and they can improve on third down, you feel a lot better about the offense maybe not being exactly where you were hoping they'd be um, you know, maybe during OTAs, for example, or at the start of training camp. Yeah, I would say my biggest concern defensively is the coordinator. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I it, it, last year was bad. I mean, it just they had injuries. There's a lot of stuff that happened, but he also was a top five coordinator a couple of years ago. So like he hasn't he hasn't forgotten everything, or the league hasn't passed him by. It, it would seem like, but 
last year against good teams and now again what's nice is they don't face a ton of good teams on paper this year like the the chiefs the packers the bills like those teams are on the schedule this year um but like against the best teams they weren't up to the task ever last year dallas destroyed them philly late in the year wrecked them um so there there's just there's too much data that says they can't put it together against the best opponents and that's not a formula for the playoffs and so having not seen it in the regular season even if by or in the preseason even if by design like i question their ability to flip that switch i think i I agree with you all the personnel is is better um i think that the linebacker core is still definitely a question um Mm. because better doesn't mean like great um but i i will defer to london fletcher on linebacker play he doesn't seem concerned so i i i've ramped down my concern on that um i have been very impressed with william jackson the third who is like a huge concern for me coming into to the summer um but at the end of the day like can they put it together and can they put it together against good teams and are they adaptable can they adjust those game plans when they do start game planning is the game plan a good one um that's that's kind of my biggest question on the defensive side yeah biggest offensive oh go ahead yeah Yeah, i was was gonna say i agree no no need to elaborate all right uh offensive biggest concern and then we'll then we'll go to the positives i mean it's so hard to say because every you know we're oh we're keeping this close to the vest, but to me again like I I think Scott's a smart dude, but I am I I want to see what this offense looks like with Carson Wentz at quarterback. I want to see this vertical passing game, the, this ability to push the ball down the field to open up the stuff underneath because that just hasn't shown up even really in training camp, you know. So if you have a vision for this offense, like what is the actual vision and you know, I, I trust him. I trust that he's got a vision. He's a smart dude. He's been around for a long time, like we already talked about. But that's my concern, is that I haven't seen the vision that he's described or that Ron's described. So, like, I guess my concern is, is that actually the vision? Is there, actu- <clears throat> is there actually a vision, is my question. And because right now there's been no data to support that. And I think in conjunction with that is, can we get Carson Wentz playing on the positive side of his, of his variance? Can he be more consistent? All those things, and I think that kind of ultimately stems back to coaching and play calling. And uh, so I'm going to say it's it's Scott, but maybe not. Like I trust Scott, but again, I just haven't seen this new offense with Carson and an offense that exploits all the playmakers. And I'm just hoping that's because they're they're keeping stuff tight to the chest. Yeah, that's kind of my thing as well. Is like. I've had questions since they acquired Carson of whether or not he was the right fit for this offense. Right. And considering we haven't seen it yet, I kind of still have that question. It's like you have a vision for what the offense should be. You got a quarterback that from a trait standpoint, theoretically can execute that, but that's right. not who he's been. Like Carson right. Wentz has not been a quarterback who pushes the ball vertically down the field since 2017 at the very least. Like, his yard, his air yards are very similar to Taylor Heineke's, and so, yeah. and and a lot of quarterbacks that that are more uh, underneath throwers, we'll call it, um, and that's not always indicative of not having success, but it also is not doesn't fit the vision of like what they want with the personnel that they have and with what they're claiming to want from a schematic standpoint. Like, they got the one like mid-level crosser to Terry on the sliding catch, first play of the second drive, like. 
I want that more often. I want the high crosses to put hot dots in. I want those those deeper shots down the field to your tight ends to to getting JD McKissick and Antonio Gibson out in space. Like I I want that offense to be there, but in order to do that, like you need a quarterback who can see it and throw it with precision yeah. to let guys run after the catch as well and like that I don't think is Carson Wentz. Um or I have questions I shouldn't say that isn't Carson Wentz. I don't think that is consistently Carson Wentz. And that's going to be the question. And like ultimately the key to their season is how frequently do you get a really high-level quarterback play? Or how frequently do you get really high-level quarterback play from Carson? And how frequently do you get the frustrating, like why did he miss that? Either mentally like didn't see it or just like, dude, it was right there. Why did you rush it and, and right. ultimately miss the throw? Yeah, yeah, I think that's true, and I think also like, like that that one hundred percent, I agree. But also like in in the subtext of that is like, how do you best utilize your weapons and put those guys in good spots where Carson can make those plays, where McKissick is in good one on ones, where Gibson is in space, or Jahan is doing what he does well, which is running routes and stacking routes, and again, like that stuff. You know, it just, it's not, it hasn't been on display in camp or in preseason. And that's, again, part of preseason. That's part of the staff's philosophy. But again, that, that lends itself to these types of questions. Can Carson do it? Can, you know, is this the right scheme? Is this the right fit? Because I think Carson's done some good stuff in camp, but he's also at times looked like it's not the right fit. So, you know, where is that balance and how much of that is just him growing in the offense and learning the offense? So, again, like that's that's why I think this, this time of year is so compelling, honestly, is because there still are a lot of questions and you won't get those answers. And you, you know, everyone says, oh, you get those answers week one. You don't even really get those answers week one. You don't really get them till like, you know, week five. And then, you know, like there's teams that are good through five games and then they really struggle and then they kind of turn it around and play much better the second half of the season or the, the last three quarters of the season. And there's teams like that every single year. So um, as much as we want to know, like, I think that's the fun part is like, we're going to get a data point here week one against Jacksonville, but we're also going to get a data point, you know, we're going to have five data points, six data points, and I don't think we'll get a true sense of what this team is and what they do well until then, which, again, is like part of your concern that you brought up at the beginning of the show, right? Right. And, and I guess what I would say, just to finish off that point, then we can go a couple quick positives and then get out of here, um, is that like there is no such thing as a finished product because yeah. you know when you say, like, oh, we'll evaluate it five, six weeks in, and then, like, okay, well, by week eight, they're playing great. Well, it doesn't mean that they're going to play great through the rest of the regular season either. We saw that last year. They go on the four-game winning streak in the middle of the year, then all of a sudden, um, So, you know, whether it's injuries, whether it's bad matchups, whether it's suspensions, COVID, like, there's a million different reasons why that can change, but I do feel like sometimes we're on this search for, like, what is this team? And when the answer is inconsistent, sometimes we're really bad at being, like, this team is inconsistent. Right. So who knows on a week to week basis. And I kind of feel like if you, if you ask me like, this isn't fun, but like, if you ask me like, what is this team going to be? I would probably tell you inconsistent, which is going to be frustrating. It'll make for great podcasting and great radio trying to figure it out. But uh, it, it, it's definitely going to be a frustrating thing. Of course, in order to be inconsistent, you have to have good moments. What are the things we can start again on defense? The thing that you were actually, I'll start. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go first on this one instead of putting, putting you on the spot. I think Montez Sweat uh, is going to have a monster year. So positive, yeah. positives on defense. Like he showed it against Kansas City. Uh, he didn't quite get home, but like that has a lot to do with the fact that the guy he was chasing was Patrick Mahomes. Um, I, I think 
what we've seen from him in camp, the vocal leadership, like he just seems to have a different swagger and confidence this year. Obviously, he's got a couple years of know-how under his belt. Um, there is the reality that he might get a little more attention with Chase not there, but I think he can handle it. I, I think Sweat against the run is so solid. He's so special. Uh, his ability to set an edge and, and, and ultimately chase guys down on the edge. I think Montez Sweat could have a monster. We're talking like 10 sack. You know, for a guy that, that's not necessarily known as the pass rusher that like Chase is, um, I think he could have like a 10 sack monster kind of year. Yeah, I agree. I think that's totally right. And I think you're just going to see him get more productive because I do think Jack has not shown a lot of Cinco package in the preseason. They haven't showed a lot of five-man blitzes. And I think when you can ensure those one-on-ones for a guy like Montez, like he's going to be productive. Same thing with John. Same thing with Payne. And even like Casey Tuil has flashed a little bit as a rusher and James Smith-Williams has flashed as a rusher. So if you can ensure one-on-ones for that group, I think you're going to be in a really good spot. And I think just kind of generally, you know, like I'm not going to highlight anybody in particular, but I think the personnel on defense is something that I think is a positive, right? I think Jamin is, is turning a corner. He's looking more productive. Cole, I think, has done a nice job just playing Mike. I think when you look at the secondary, like Kendall Fuller, you know, I know he gave up a touchdown, but, man, he had, like, probably six pa- PBUs in that game. And just being in excellent position and playing with great leverage. So I think the, the personnel of that group is there, just about whether, again, you know, that weird football kind of amalgamation of stuff coming together at the right time and gelling and syncing up. And that, that's the question for me um, with that group, obviously. But the, I think the people there, the personnel's right. It's just about whether it comes together. Um, but I'm very excited about that, for the personnel specifically. Yeah, and then offensively, if we close out with a positive there, I mean, the receiving core seems like the obvious one. Um, but I'll go, I'll go the running back situation yeah. because – I feel like a lot of people are, are have a, like a negative tinge towards it. Although I do feel like the, the narrative is starting to come around a little bit on that. Yeah. Um, this Gibson situation is played out in a way that expedited, I think, what was ultimately going to happen anyway. Um, mm-hmm. You've been talking about it since the spring. Like, I think Robinson's really good right now. Like, he is yeah. a good NFL running back starting yesterday, starting right. three weeks ago. Um, and Gibson, I think, like, is there a chance Gibson returns a kick or two for a touchdown this year? Yeah. And if yeah. that gets him in that role faster, great. Mm-hmm. Um, and if this puts him in space more often, great. Yeah. And if this encourages Scott to use two back sets with any combination of those two plus McKissick and like some funky personnel groupings, great. Like yeah. I, I think their running back situation is super unique. And again, it comes down to whether or not it's going to come together uh, from the coordinator side of it, like you were talking about. But I really love the options they have there. And by the way, if something were to happen on any given week and Jonathan Williams is on the practice squad, like call that kid up. He's, he yeah. looks like a, a good football player too. No, I totally agree. And I think like it's either it's running back depth and kind of diversity of skill set there or it's receivers because mm-hmm. they're very deep at receivers. I think Jahan, Terry, Curtis have all kind of shown why they're good football players in the NFL. Cam Sims, again, depth at the position. Um, Dax Mill, we talked about. You know, Diami's even flashed a little bit during practice more, not necessarily in the games, but that's all there. So I think you feel good about that. Again, the other one that's exciting to me, you know, sans injury without injury is the tight ends. And then I, I would be totally remiss if we didn't talk about the offensive line. I mean, that group has just exceeded expectations, like at every yeah. every turn, right? I mean, like Leno has just been Mr. Consistent like every day of camp. Norwell is been much better than I thought he would be. You know what I mean? I thought like when I watched this film this offseason, I'll be a solid starter. But I think he actually adds a lot in terms of running game physicality, 
pass pro, he's been excellent. Um, Chase Roulier, again, just his intelligence is, you know, and then um, right guard, you know, we haven't seen Trey Turner, but Wes has done fantastic at right guard. And then Cosme, I think, is probably the most likely of that group to get, you know, in the Pro Bowl type of contention if he plays well. So that group has just come together really well. Matt Scott does a great job with them, and uh, they have great depth. Lucas, I mean, the fact that Lucas played in that Kansas City game and played really well on, like, two days of practice, it just boggles the mind. So, again, you know, much like the defense, I'm excited about the personnel. Offensive line, I think you're excited about. Um, receivers, right? We just talked about running backs, tight ends. It's all there. It's all there from a personnel standpoint, and it's all very exciting. It's just about can it come together, right? And I think that's the, that is the interesting thing about this group is we're not so much worried about the people on the field. We're more worried about their utilization package, right? With the coordinators, with um, like coordinators, really. Is, you know, you said Jack. I'm worried about Jack. I'm also worried about Scott. Like, yeah. just how it Same. comes together. And, like, they're a big part of that. So, Yeah, definitely. All right, that's it for uh, the pod for this week, for slash, slash for today. Uh, back on Monday, Logan and likely John Kime. And then next Thursday, Logan and, well, this is why you subscribe. I guess you'll find out. I'll be back. Uh, I don't know whether we'll do the pod on Labor Day or we'll do it on Tuesday, uh, the day after. I guess we can we can chat about that when I yeah. get back from the UK. Uh, but again, if you're subscribed, it'll come to you uh, whenever. Uh, other than that, don't tweet me. Don't Instagram me. Don't email me. I'm not I'm not responding until until I get back. But you definitely can bug Logan at Logan underscore Paulson 82 on yeah. Instagram. If you got questions, drop them in there. Yeah. So uh, make sure you check out Logan there. And uh, he and uh, our producer, Matt Essig, will probably do a Q&A uh, segment at some point next week as well. So uh, look forward to, to listening to that. Maybe on the plane ride back, that'll be my catch-up. Uh, and then uh, I'll be back at it as a married man on the other side. Uh, but until then, uh, enjoy, enjoy uh, the football, sir. Uh, good luck in your last game on the sidelines well, for the preseason. Appreciate it. And uh, I'll talk to you when I get back. Sounds excellent, man. 